The following podcast is rated R. No ifs, ands, or buts. Meaning, listener discretion advised. edition of Two From Hell, a new monthly podcast where it's going to be very different from what I've been doing as I'm one of the hosts, Anthony T. And I am host, director, Andrew Duran. How is everybody doing? I'm doing good. You? Doing all right. I'm doing all right, Anthony. Yeah. Now, before we started this podcast... We started doing the podcast. Yeah, we for just like did, twenty minutes. Yeah, we just did a, a twenty-minute fucking show that didn't get recorded <laughs> one bit. <laughs> way to kick off a new show. Yeah, that's a great way to kick off a new show. <laughs> Are you excited? Give me a hell yeah, baby! Yeah. Coming from someone who's done podcasts. Oh my goodness. I'm, we're just sitting there, and we are chatting and chatting, and then Anthony's like, I didn't record any of that. I'm like, that's fucking, that's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> just so, it's just a, so fucking ridiculous. It just tells you how this show is going to go. It's going to be fucking bonkers. It's going to be so different from anything you ever heard. Like Anthony said, we're only doing one episode a month. Um, it fits our schedules the best, and um, talk about just different topics every month. Um, you know, join in, come with us, have a good time. It'll be may, fun. May have a guest here or there. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a guest here and there, and we'll we'll sit there and talk. Um, this is definitely not a PG podcast. I can say that. Now. Yeah, it's not going to be a PG podcast. Um, definitely different from Anthony T's horror and wrestling show. My other podcast. Yeah. Rate, rated. This shit's going to be rated fucking R. It has to be rated R. It has to be rated R. I mean, two from hell. You can't have a two from hell and fucking make it PG. Yeah. Yeah. Two from hell. The good boys. Yeah, the good boys. (laughs) Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Let's go. Let's jump right back into it. Anthony, recently you went to Monster Expo. I went to fucking Monster Expo. You went on Sunday. I went on Saturday. How'd it go? For me, I had a very great time at that convention as the convention... First of all, was my second time going, as I went to the first show back in October, hmm. and thought it was hmm, okay, but then again, it was the first show. Yep. They didn't have many good guests or anything, so it was yeah. nice to see vendors, so it kind of made up for not having a good guest lineup. Yeah. But this time I had a really fun time. 
Yeah, I had a good, this was my first time going. I know you went the first time. Um, very happy that the New England area is, you know, at least trying. Because um, we get shit. We get spit on. <laughs> spit on. They fucking hate us here. Um, so I had fun. The only complaint I had was that, um, you know that small room, Anthony, that led off to that tight little hallway? Yes. Yeah, that, that tight little hallway got very, like, uh, crowded, and it kind of made me feel, like, claustrophobic. Um, that's that's the only complaint, but I'm glad that they're, um, they outgrew it, and they're going to go to a different venue. Um, I got to see a lot of friends and stuff. I had a good time. I didn't get to see Anthony. Me and him went on uh, separate days, unfortunately. Yeah, work. Yeah, work. Um, but um, I'm going to plug it real quick. Uh, I, I ran into a friend, and uh, he is hosting a uh, 35th anniversary screening of The Monster Squad, June 25th. It's going to be at, I'm going to butcher this fucking name, Marrick Street, East Taunton, Mass. Um, it's going to be... Um, food trucks and it's going to be a nice cool event so if you're in like the uh rhode island massachusetts area i think that's a you know cool thing to attend especially because it's free and get to hang out with all the horror fucking weirdos and have a good time now when i was there at monster expo of course running into a couple of friends also getting to meet tyler main again to yeah. have my Michael Myers Funko signed, as of course I needed another Myers Funko, as it is. I have like 10 million of them. Well, I already have Nick Castle sign a Funko. Now I have Tyler Maines, and uh, he was a cool guy again. Talked a little bit about Halloween 2, talked about his cameo in Victor Crowley. Mm. Because in Victor Crowley, he's in that scene where he's meeting this couple, and one of the actors in that scene is also in Mystery Science Theater 3000, which I really love a lot, which is very different from The Last Drive-In. Instead of just horror hosting, they're just riffing on awful films. I love Jono Ray. Yeah. Now, I'd actually probably meet him at a convention if he comes to the area for a con. Yeah. But, still, we talked a little bit about that. Also talked about how Halloween 2 feels like if David Lynch directed a slasher film. <laughs> it, if you see David Lynch's films, you'd probably agree with me. Yeah. Because his films are so out there that I think maybe Rob Zombie probably got influenced by David Lynch. Hmm. Because between that and Lords of Salem, those are not too straightforward films. No. Then I also got to meet Eugene Clark from George A. Romero's Land of the Dead. Super nice guy. Yeah, I heard nothing but good things about him throughout the weekend. He goes all out, he get, puts in the teeth, the contacts, gives you a really great photo op, and is very nice. Had a great time meeting him. You would think sometime these guests would be there sometimes to collect a paycheck, hmm. but 
you could tell from Eugene and people in the con scene that they are there to make the fans happy along with getting their money. Absolutely. That's the type of people I like to meet. Yeah, me too. I like the people that are having fun and not the people that are like, you know, you know, dicks and want to just rush it. You know, I'm, I'm paying you because I'm excited to meet you and like, you know, I like the um, enthusiasm back. Yeah, that's always one of the things I value in a convention experience. Yeah, same. Besides, um, besides that, Anthony, what have you been up to lately? Ah, nothing much. I have a new episode of Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling show up on Doc Discussions Network. Yep. In which I talk to the creators of the comic series starring Sonia Devereaux as they have a latest issue out called Scream Queen Summer Camp Massacre, which features the likenesses of Brink Stevens, Tiffany Shepis, Linnea Quigley, and Michelle Bauer. Yep. That was that I would have to admit to check out. I really think that was probably one of the most fun interviews I've ever done. And I really think it comes off very well. It's probably one of the funniest I've done, too. Yeah, I I listened to that episode recently. It was very, very good. Yeah, it was really tough doing four people, but all them super nice people. Yeah. Um, I've been up to, uh, I've been, I've been very busy lately. Um, as Anthony knows, you know, me and Anthony hang out all the time. But to get everybody else updated, I am, um, currently funding for my new, uh, film, The Local Boogeyman, is currently running on Indiegogo right now. And at the moment, it's, it's looking pretty good. It, it's doing way better than the last time. Um, I got some awesome perks up. Um, Two of my previous films, actually, um, it's coming up on, for Slaughter Road, it's coming up on a year ago, which is absolutely fucking insane. Uh, but Slaughter Road and uh, Mischief Night Massacre just got um, accepted by Trauma, so they are now Trauma Films, and they're going to be on uh, Trauma Now soon. So that's pretty exciting. I, I finished signing all the contracts uh, a couple weeks ago and everything. Um, but yeah. Have they given you any timetable to when it's going to be released? Uh, they have not. Um, uh, so they uh, they when you email them, they uh, it takes a, a little bit for them to get back. But um, I actually have to send an email to uh, one of the guys over there today, and I'm going to actually ask them that. But it should be on within a couple couple of months. I'd say by by some of the latest. All right, uh, me and Anthony. So for the first episode, this episode, um, we are uh, we thought of the idea to discuss our top three favorite Rob Zombie films and um, why we like those Rob Zombie films, and, you know specifically. Um, Anthony, we'll, we'll stop. We're gonna stop from obviously. We're gonna go to three to one. You know, um, Anthony, you want to kick it off, buddy? Now my third one is very. Difficult to choose. Mm. Because I had like two films. It was Rob Zombie's Halloween or 31. Okay. Because, and I kept thinking back and forth. But then again, what really 
made the deciding factor was the fact of which one had a lasting impact. And I would say 31. Yeah. And it's because the fact that Rob Zombie creates a new slasher villain that is so completely frightening. He's like a man with like literally no morals. Mm. And it starts off in that opening scene where Doomhead is pretty much torturing a pastor and he gives this very good monologue about why he does the things he does. Yeah. Uh, that, that was probably one of the best intros to any Rob Zombie film. That is no, you know what? That is the best intro to any Rob Zombie film. Yeah, that's probably the best intro to him. Yeah, that that's that intro. It like even you know watching it, and I'm a big Rob Zombie fan, and that that intro just gives me like it, it gives me chills. I just like watching it. It's it's good. Richard yeah. Brake. Yeah, Richard Brake's just awesome in this film. Yeah. If Richard Brake's performance wasn't great. This would probably be an average film. Correct. Because if you take Doomhead out of the film, it's a totally different film. I really yeah. do believe that. Yes. Because I know you get this break from the beginning until he comes back into the film, but if this character never appears in this film... This film, I think, is average at best. Mm. Because literally, all the other villains they have in the, that film literally aren't as frightening or w would scare the crap out of you like Doomhead did. Right. And again, some of it's the performance, but also, you have to give it to the writing, too, of the character. Because every time the character was on screen, this film was on another level. And the Paces film really picked up in a hurry. It was one of those films where I wish Rob Zombie just made Doomhead the main character. Yeah. Get rid of the whole stupid 31. Make him be the one playing the game. The headmaster, not Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, just like um, me and you were discussing before we uh, started the show, that we hope that Rob Zombie does a Doomhead spinoff, just a movie about Doomhead. Yeah, literally. There's a, there's a good amount of story you can tell, you know, so I think that would be a really, really solid film. Rob Zombie, make it. Make it happen. He didn't give too much away of the character. No, too. he didn't. So there's a lot of room there. And my favorite scene out of that whole film was that opening scene. It's because of the way Richard Brake performs in that scene. The way it's shot, because that was shot in black and white, mm. which really made it very different as well compared to everything else in the film. Yes. And it's really... 
gave you a level of frighteningness that is needed to jumpstart a film. Absolutely. So for my number three, I think I'm going to take you off um, off guard here. I didn't think you were going to expect I was going to come in here with a little duck uppercut. Lords of Salem. The Lords of Salem is my third favorite uh, Rob Zombie Halloween film. And this is why. One, I am just a fan of Salem in general. I go um, every year, um, multiple times throughout the year. And um, it's it's trippy, creepy. I, th- this is, it's, it's not a gory film. This is like a Rob Zombie film. If you haven't seen it, it's a Rob Zombie film that doesn't have a lot of gore in it. And it's more, um, let's say, like, like psychedelic, like really visuals. Trippy, yeah, visuals and really trippy kind of movie. And I remember um, there's this one part Rob Zombie said uh, during an interview. And if you remember the movie, you know the part when Sherry's character she wakes up in the room and it has the little demon and with the little tentacle arms coming out and the room's fucking all going bonkers and stuff. Um, she fell asleep. And he had to wake her up and film that part. And she thought that whole time when they were filming that it was a dream. She, she, he, she literally fell asleep. They were filming for like hours and hours. She was tired. She fell asleep. Rob had to go over, wake her up. And I remember him saying, Sherry's not a person that can just wake up right away. She has to, you know, have time. And he didn't have time. So she had to wake up and just get right into character. And she had no idea what was going on because that was probably the, wildest part of the movie but um that movie uh lords of salem is a really really good film if you haven't if you haven't seen it it's definitely worth checking out now that does lead me to my number two film the lords of salem oh now this one i remember seeing in theaters as it pretty much played in an empty theater but then again i saw it on a matinee so usually that's when you see films in empty theaters. Right. This film has a very creepy beginning. I thought with the way they tell the backstory of the witches. What was... Oh, the, yeah, with the uh, the witches dancing around naked and shit. Uh, what was the name of the band? Uh, was it The Lords? The Lords, I think, yeah. The Lords, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zombie does a great job really focusing on making sure the visuals are so creepy and out there. As this film really felt like I was watching, and I'm going to use this again, a David Lynch film. As this is probably his least gory film. Yeah, definitely. Out of all of them. Yeah. In in terms of tone, it's most serious. Yeah, I would say I would say it's his most serious film too. Every every it it doesn't have that normal Rob Zombie, um, raunchy, you know, comedy feel to it. This is just has, it's just punch and go, you know what I mean? Yeah, or over-the-top scenes. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it, there's, I don't, there's no time in there where you were like, aha, like, that was a funny part. It just, I mean, besides some of, like, the, the dialogue between, um, you know, Sherry and, uh, 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 Jeff Daniel Phillips and stuff. I mean, they had a couple funny lines, but other than that, it wasn't like that tone of movie. This is also, I think, Sherry Moon Zombie's best film as an actress, too. 
Yeah, yeah, it was it. So I, I love Rob Zombie, and I, and I, and I'm a big Cherry fan. But it's the movie where she is least annoying. And actually acts. Actually acts. Correct. Yeah, yeah. This that I, I agree with you. It's definitely her best performance up to date. We'll see how she does in um the monsters, but I I agree with you. And this film also has a great score and. Love the cinematography in the film as well, as they, as the cinematographer in this film, really captures Salem Mass. Yes, yes, it does. Very good. Now, my favorite scene in this film, probably, isn't like a big scene. Is it involves the character's death? Mm. Now. Before we go into it, we're talking about spoilers, so... I mean, but seriously, if you haven't seen this movie yet, I mean, what the fuck? There's a scene where Bruce Davis's character, Francis Mathis, tries to save Heidi, only to meet his demise by Lacey, Sonny, and Megan, the three witches, mm. in the apartment building. Yeah. I thought the dialogue in that scene between the four actors are great. Before they kill off Francis, it's just just seeing those four actors alone: Bruce Davison, Judy Gleason, Dee Wallace, and Patricia Quinn. It's just a great and interesting sight to see four actors perfecting a scene, and that's. What I loved about that scene. It focused more on the acting and not trying to just be like rushing a scene just to move the film along. Right. Right. And, and I'm a huge fan of character actors, so that was just such a great scene for me to watch. So that's probably why I like it more, too. Because. We all talk about the big stars, but I love those character actors, the ones you see in, like, 50, 60, 70 films. Yeah. yeah. So my number two... So this this was tough for me. So I had a... Um, I basically was... For, so so not, my number two could have been my number one, but I swapped them. So my number two is um, The Devil's Rejects. Um, that movie is fucking off the walls. Great. Great fucking movie. Great score. Great gore. Um, it has that... So when I watch a Rob Zombie movie, I want that fucking raunchiness, dirty, you know, trashy horror. That's That's what he's built himself to be known for. So, Devil's Rejects does that. It's fucking my favorite. My favorite kill in the Devil's Reject is when um, uh, what's her name? She she runs uh, she runs out of the the motel and she gets smashed by the truck. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I just I uh, I it's slipping my mind. I don't want to sit here and think about it all day. Um, she runs out of the uh the hotel and she just gets fucking obliterated by an 18 whaler and 
they have all the um everybody's in the street and they have blankets everywhere and it's fucking blood and body pots everywhere and it's absolutely chaotic reminded me of pet cemetery it gave me like a texas chainsaw massacre i mean a lot of rob zombies films remind me of texas chainsaw massacre and anthony for the people what is my favorite horror film We'll talk about it in a bit. <laughs> that because I still got to talk about Devil's Rejects. That the, the um, it's the, the fucking the the visuals, the uh, like I said, the score, the gore. Uh, it's just easy to say that was my number two favorite Rob Zombie film. Now and, the, in that, and that scene oh, you're oh, yeah. talking about with the truck. Didn't they also put a face on her, too? Yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, that's the scene where they cut off the face, they put it on her, and she was in the hotel, and then the, uh, the hotel maid walks in, and, you know, she's going fucking ballistic, and she ends up running out, and that's when she gets hit by the truck, yeah. Seems like that was a homage to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> My favorite film. Um, she, um, she, that's, uh, Lou Temple's face was the face I think they put on him, right? Yeah. Yes. And then, and then you got like the cool little, you know, band they made, uh, Rob's at the Banjo and Sullivan, and it, I, it, the fucking movie is off the walls. It doesn't stop. It just, it, it's good. You get laughs, you get gore, you get good. It's, it's, that's why it's simply my number, my number two. Oh, when you think about laughs, I think about that, uh, scene with the film critic in the sheriff's office. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> How dare you hate Elvis? <laughs> That's what I think William Forsythe said. He, William Forsythe's great. Oh, he's great. He, great, absolutely fucking great. And this is oh. why it's my n- favorite Rob Zombie film, The oh, Devil's that, Rejects. Legion, that's your number one? Yes. Nice. This is the film... Now, I didn't see it when it came out because I'll tell you why in a bit. Okay. Because I think I know what your number one film is. But I went back and watched this film after liking Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yep. And I was shocked that The Devil's Rejects wasn't like Rob Zombie's first film. Because I was just expecting the worst. Instead, this film is a classic. Yeah. Absolutely. This has to be considered a classic horror film. Literally. The film has great performances from Bill Mosley, Sid Haig, William Forsythe, Leslie Eastbrook. It's very gritty. It has this exploitation 70s feel to it, whether it's the action or the horror. I love grittiness in horror movies. Um, not not to get off topic and not to uh, cut you off, Anthony, but Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, my two favorite horror films. Um, Halloween, as everybody knows, has a different feel, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre has that real gritty, dirty feel in a horror film that makes you just want to, like, fucking take a bath. And so whatever film that, like, kind of gives you that feel, like The Devil's Rejects does, it's that's I think that's why like, I, I enjoy it so much. That seems to be the case with some of Rob Zombie's films. Yeah, I, I think he's the. 
I'm, I'm actually pretty bummed that he's never remade the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think he, he could have killed it instead of doing Halloweens, but whatever. This is not chance that with yeah. all the recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes. Yeah, huh. Let's not go there. Oh, yeah. not I could go spend there. a day on the recent remake. <laughs> and why it's an, an abomination. Yeah. So, my number one Rob Zombie favorite. My favorite Rob Zombie. Uh, oh, were you finished, Anthony? Oh, uh, no. I was going to tell you what my favorite scene was, too. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Fuck. Look at me. Cut him off. Cut him off. <laughs> Cut me off. I was not done. It's just. Every time you mention Texas Chainsaw Massacre Remake, the new one, it just gets me angry. <laughs> Two things will get me angry. That and Glenn Danzig's Veronica. Yeah. Now, my favorite scene, I would have to say every interrogation scene with the sheriff and Mother Firefly. I love how those scenes were handled as it really showed how the humanity of the sheriff's character starts to deteriorate to the point where he just kills Mother Firefly yep. and decides to take revenge into his own hands. Yeah, yes. That's a very, great scene. Very good scene. And I also think when Otis kills Banjo and Sullivan... And giving, I think, one of the greatest lines in horror history, too. Which I don't know what it is. I totally forgot. <laughs> oh, when he's uh, when when he's out. When he uh, when he's begging for mercy for God. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Ready? Uh. Fuck, Anthony. Something we're here to do the devil's work. Oh yeah, uh, 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 I'm I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work. Like that's when he was on the floor begging for God. He's like, oh no, like you know, yeah, it was a great, great scene, great scene. Yes, that's that's where he pulls his hair away from his face. He says, "I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work," and he just starts fucking destroying him. That's an iconic scene in Rob Zombie's filmography. Yes. Because if you're a major director, you have to you have your two or three iconic scenes. That's one of them. Yes. And I also think the Doomhead beginning of 31 is another one. Yeah, though the that's tough. Uh, those are two. Those are two good parts. So, I I I, I put the Doomhead part slightly ahead of that though. Yeah, I would probably I, put the Doomhead part. Yeah, too. But yeah. still, but at least if you're putting iconic scenes, you're doing your film right. Absolutely. So, which leads me. Did I cut you off, Anthony, or is it my turn? Your turn. <laughs> which leads me to my number one. And my number one is Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I absolutely love the helicopter and the... I'm totally fucking... <laughs> I was hoping you would say that. <laughs> no! The white horse. I was about ready to smile. I am fucking with you. I, I was about ready to fucking smile and say, yeah. you finally agreed with me. Yeah. So, my first favorite uh, uh, Rob Zombie horror film is House of a Thousand Corpse. Um, 
for me, I, I think it does everything. Uh, it has, I, I love serial killers. It has the serial killer aspect into it. If you're looking in the beginning when they're in, um, the gas station, you can see on the top, uh, they have a, he has a, a creature from the Black Lagoon, a bus, um, a Fori Ackerman bus. So, you know, it shows a lot of, uh, old school, uh, Rob Zombie loves, you know, classic monsters. So it pays a lot of homage to that. And then, um, I think that whole movie's great. Uh, the only, like, um, uh, Dr. Satan, I love the character of Dr. Satan. I like the, uh, the ex, uh, executioner guy there. The sets was fucking phenomenal. Um, Rob Zombie, that was Rob Zombie's most expensive movie, I think. I think he just started going on like a fucking, sp- it was his first movie, and he, I think he just started going on like a fucking bending frenzy there. Um, great, great stuff. Uh, acting, great. Sherry's not so good there. So, right, I'll give it to it. It's her first film, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that was her first film. Um, but everybody else, great. Uh, great movies. Sid Haig, fucking phenomenal. Uh, Bill Mosley, phenomenal. Yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. Only really cost $7 million to make. Uh, that's a lot. Not, not these days. Uh, yeah, not these days, but that came out, what, 2005? So that means he had a... And I, and I, um, it took him a while to get that distributed, so he probably made it in 2003. I think originally it was that one studio at one point. Yeah. Then they saw the film and they just could not release the film. I remember Rob Zombie saying, like, he's like, yeah, I'm doing the movie, and he's like, I needed this to happen, and, like, overnight it just appeared, and, like, I'm like, where the fuck all this money come from, and... It's just it was just crazy. Um, yeah, you're right. It's not a lot now, but you know, compared, you know, to things, it's yeah. It was like bouncing around from studio to studio. It started at Universal. Yes. And I believe it had problems because of it getting an NC-17 rating at one time. Yeah. Yep. And you know, to, to go back where um. I kind of tricked you a little bit. I will talk about quickly, briefly, about Rob Zombie's Halloween. So his first Halloween, the beginning sucks. The second half is great. I really like the second half. I don't like the beginning. Too much detail. Um, and then in part two, I like the um, the opening half. Don't like too much of the end half with, like, the helicopter and Michael in the shed and all the ghosts falling. I, it gets too trippy for me. And the no. white horse. The White Horse. What the fuck? David Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anthony, let's, uh, have you watched anything good lately? Let's, let's leave these people with some, um, some film ideas. Give them one movie that you've watched in the past few weeks that really stuck with you that you think people should go check out. Probably a film that, that I recently saw on the last drive-in for the first time. Hmm. Death by Temptation. There you go. Now, this is a film from Trauma, but it is not a Trauma-like film. So don't go expecting things to be bonkers, hmm. off-the-wall craziness. It's actually more of a serious film. 
directed by James Bond the Third, who would only direct one film. Oh. And that's the film he directed. I don't know why he only directed one film. Because he would have been a very talented director, seriously. Mm. Everything was great. Great cinematography. He has very good performances. The film also has the cast that includes Kadeem Hodison, veteran character actor, the late Bill Nunn, and Samuel Jackson in it. Yes. And it also has great cinematography from Ernest Dickerson, who horror fans know. Yep. If you don't know who Ernest Dickerson is, then you don't know The Walking Dead, quite frankly. Yeah. Because he's done a lot of that. He's also directed some films, too, including Tales from the Crept Demon Knight. Good film. It's a very good film. Probably my favorite non-Lloyd Kaufman trauma film, as it's more serious and has a central story throughout. My um, so my suggestion is that um, everybody goes home turns off their light and gets ready to be scared as you watch the best movie ever. Maximum Overdrive, baby. <laughs> You're gonna be scared. Coked out scared. <laughs> best movie ever. I'm fucking with you, but that we are gonna um, get into our... Um, I'll, I'll speak about that in a second. Okay, I don't want to go off topic too much. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, really? <laughs> My uh, most highly recommended movie that I've watched probably 15... Uh, let's say, all right, I won't say 15 times, 10 times. I definitely watched it 10 times over the last month. And I even... Um, Anthony was over recently and we watched it together for his first time. Is Summer of 84. Not a big popular cast that you've seen, um, but it's a fucking really good movie. Um, I, know, I, I think Anthony would back me up on this one. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a real solid movie. Very nostalgic. I love the nostalgic feel. Summertime in the 80s. Kids playing manhunt. They get a little snoopy with their neighbor and they find out some shit and, you know, you know, kids being kids and then they, uh, unravel a big dark secret. It's on Shudder, uh, Summer of 84. It's definitely, definitely, um, worth the watch. I give it four, four and a half stars out of five. It's fucking solid. Yep, and it's from the creators of Turbo Kid. Mm. So definitely check Summer 84 out. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was very good. Yes, yeah, well, definitely very good movie. Um, But here's the thing. Do not make another sequel to it. Or if <laughs> you do, wait 10 years or so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so or set been, it 10 years or so. We've been, uh, I've been hearing rumors, and I've been sharing with Anthony that they're going to make a sequel to that movie after me and Anthony was just discussing this the other day, of uh, uh, a sequel to that. And I heard um, the rumor was, which is nothing set in stone, um, but the rumor was that there was going to be Summer of 85 Mackie Returns. I don't think they should go that route. If, it's, if they do do a thing, I think they need to go five to ten years later. And... Um, uh, follow 
the storyline and like let things you know progress. Uh, one year, I, I don't think you can, you know, well, I if they if they make it one year, I'll watch it because I love the first. But I, I think it needs to be five to ten. You need to have the five to ten year gap. Like do summer of like ninety or ninety five or something. I think that'd be real good. Yeah, that would probably be real good if they wait off. Five, ten years, just to sell the fact that this kid is in fear. Yeah, but you, you gotta, you definitely gotta do it. Um, that that's the way to do it. A year later, I mean, I guess, but you know, whatever they do, I, I'll support, I'll watch, but definitely should do it that way. Um, I want to thank you guys if you listened and you checked us out. Um, uh, you know, leave us some comments, let us know what you think, what you want to hear, if you want to see any specific guests on the show um like anthony said in the beginning we're going to be doing this once a month like i said it fits our schedule the best it doesn't interfere uh this is a fun show very different from anthony's show i don't have i don't have my podcast anymore so this is the only thing i'm doing currently besides my films um so yeah expect like very different you know it's definitely rated our show two from hell you know use your imagination um next month we are going to do our top three favorite guilty pleasure films, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, we we technically have, like, five months planned out, but we're not going to get into that now. Um, we'll tell you, so for next month, we'll tell you what we're going to do for the previous month and so on and so forth like that. Um, Anthony was super cool. He made us a page, uh, Two From Hell, on Facebook. I don't know. Are we on Instagram? Not yet. All right, we're not on Instagram yet, but we will soon be on Instagram. We will soon be on Instagram. Don't worry. Keep your motherfucking eyes peeled. Um, you can um, take that to the fucking bank. Yeah, take that to the fucking bank, baby. You can uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Andrew Munster, um, the horror in me. You want the underscore horror underscore in underscore me underscore. You can follow me. On Instagram at Horror Anthony and at Anthony T's Horror in Wrestling. I also have a podcast too on Facebook. Official page Anthony T's Horror Wrestling Show at Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling. And I'm also on Twitter with Anthony T's Horror and Wrestling. Yes. At Anthony T's Horror. Hey, let me uh, let me just say before we wrap up um, that you don't need to be. Like when we when me and Anthony say we're gonna have guests occasionally on the show, um, yeah, we might have celebrity guests and if you know, if you're a horror fan and you wanna join us for um a specific topic, like for our next show we're doing guilty pleasure films. So if that sounds interesting to you and you wanna join us, let Anthony know, let me know and you can come on and we'll fucking we'll all have a good time. We'll talk horror films and you know, laugh a little bit and have fun. Yeah. That's you know, that's the point. You know, I, I just wanted something, you know, the, the whole idea going into this was something to, um, you know, keep my mind occupied. I know, you know, Anthony's, you know, my best friend. So I know he's been busy with his show and shit he does. So when we came up with the idea and on the specific days and everything, so this is just what works for us. We're not going to break schedule for anybody. We're going to do it on our schedule. You know, this is just me and his. Yeah. So that, that's just how it's going to go. Two from hell, baby. Two from motherfucking hell. Anthony, Andrew, hey, hey, let's go. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and have a fucking good day. Yeah, yeah, have a fucking good day. Just then, thank you for listening.
Enjoy your day. Later.